Good morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is the first Friday of the month of March, and as such, we enter into this Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. This is Father Stosh Daly joining you live from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Studios. And I, as every month, am joined by my worthy, worthy <laughs> teammates, Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning. Chuck and Joanne, we're entering into the month of March, and as we do so, we have this beautiful opportunity to celebrate this first Friday, a day dedicated to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. We give our prayers and all of our offerings, our participation in the Mass, a confession we might make at church, a holy hour we might make, either in the church before the Lord in the Eucharist, or an hour of prayer we might spend at home. We give all of the graces of the prayers and sacrifices today Uh, in reparation to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And as we begin this hour, uh, like we do every month, we begin by praying the morning offering. So we invite all of our listeners to join us as we begin this hour, the Sacred Heart Hour, on this first Friday of the month, by praying the morning offering prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Father, I know as we start the program each month, we like to talk about our mission because our mission is not a mission that we're just creating this sacred heart and throwmen and it's just locally, but that mission of really spreading the devotion of the sacred heart really came from Jesus directly as he told St. Margaret Mary, and this is back in 1670 to 75, St. Margaret Mary Alaco, that he would bless each home where a picture of his sacred heart is exposed and honored. And I think for all of our listeners today, understand that our Lord is knocking. And if you haven't in, at this point considered the enthronement or you're waiting for the enthronement, uh, we just ask you to really pray and open up your door to Jesus and let him in because He wa- he's the one that wants to come in and so forth. And I know, Joanne, that other issue is why people are afraid to do it. Do you you have that? Well, I do. And, you know, it's been, what, how many years now? We've been going to, in Columbus, uh, like 2,600 homes before COVID. So over that time, we have heard many reasons of why people are not interested in enthroning. So I was just reflecting on that, and if this is you out there, if one of these reasons happens to be why you have not already enthroned, we invite you to rethink it. And COVID has given us that opportunity, I think, of more silence, more uh, time alone, more evaluating our life. So, you know, maybe it's just that uh, you just feel like you're not worthy. Or maybe that you feel that you're not spiritual enough or you're not, maybe you're just not interested. Or maybe you're just thinking you're, you're too sinful 
or you're just not prepared, or you really are not sure what you really believe. Or, you know, maybe you're going through a really difficult time that you think that you're just going to muscle through. And when things settle down, then you can do the enthronement and get back on track. Or maybe you're just afraid of what Jesus, when he comes into your home, what he might find. And maybe there are some changes that need to happen. Maybe you really know that they need to happen, but you're just not quite, you're afraid. If that's you, I can tell you you're not alone. That many, many people, and even Chuck and I, you know, did our enthronement with with some hesitation of what's this all about. But we invite you to listen. We invite you to learn. And mostly, we invite you to open your heart as we have spring approaching and the resurrection to new possibilities, to new joy in your life. And there are different ways that you can um, do the enthronement. First of all, there's a self-enthronement kit on our website, which is welcomeisheart.com. And there's a lot of more information than what we've shared this morning. The second is to pick up a self-enthronement kit at St. Gabriel Radio. Or thirdly, just go and call our Sacred Heart number, and I'll repeat it twice, 614-468-3959. And a missionary can help. And I know, Father, you also, uh, as you... Uh, deal with a lot of people and people that really are going through some difficult times. Any thoughts of how they can open that door for their enthronement? Well, I think I mean, that's a very good question. And I, I think as we're in this season of Lent, um, the first step is prayer. The first step is always going to be prayer. And if someone is far from the Lord or if someone is struggling with... Um, trying to find peace, or uh, if someone is struggling with, you know, just trying to find peace and the Lord Jesus Christ in their home, uh, the first step is going to be prayer. And, you know, I've, I've had, like you guys and uh, many of our listeners, had, have had beautiful conversations with people who really express their desperation for peace. Mm-hmm. And well, that's one of the more beautiful things is, I mean, the Lord is very clear. The Lord Jesus Christ is very clear in um, his words to St. Margaret Mary, but also not just Sister not just sister, and now St. Margaret Mary, but also the whole church for 2,000 years, that he will give peace. And people will say, but how do I open the door? How do I open my heart? How do I open my soul? How do I open my life? And the first step is prayer. Because when someone prays, they are both implicitly and explicitly acknowledging they can't do it on their own. So they're literally like reaching out their arm and their hand to grasp the hand of another. But then the prayer itself is of utmost importance. It's like we have to make sure that our prayer is directed to the Lord, the Most High, the Almighty. And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, we, one of the things that's really beautiful about this show is that uh, some of our listeners will comment that while we cover so much territory, the basics are always very clear. And the Lord Jesus Christ gives us the most beautiful prayer we have. It's the Our Father. 
And if you're really struggling with anything, whether it's doing the enthronement of the Sacred Heart or whether it's trying to understand the Sacred Heart or whether it's trying to reconcile the distance between where the Lord is and where I might be or where you may be or we may be as a world, well, where do you begin? With prayer. And, I mean, we have so many beautiful, rich prayers that we are all taught as children or as we enter into the church as adults. And each one of those are a powerful way and means by which we can just open the door of our heart and allow the Lord to come in. And so whether it's the enthronement of the Sacred Heart or whether it's just trying to come to learn more about the Sacred Heart of Jesus or the Lord himself, learning how to be at peace in the silence, um, the first step is prayer. Just to like, I, I love this phrase, to just embrace the humility of your humanity before Father, the greatness of the Lord. Don't you think with COVID, I've been trying to reflect on the blessings of COVID mm-hmm. and trying to reflect more and more on the word gratitude yeah. and being grateful for everything God allows. And, you know, he's allowed COVID. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the one thing is everybody's struggling. We kind That's of true. have a unity yeah. that I don't know that we've ever had that... You know, we've all been in this time together and globally, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of developed a um, a new understanding, a new unity. And yet, I think for those of us Christians, especially Catholics, that have the sacraments and now are aware of the enthronement, we have a remedy. It's true. We have a remedy, yeah. and that's why we're here, is because we want to share it, and we, we want that remedy to go out as really far-reaching, really globally. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's very fair, but I think it's also very important to mention that there is an incredible solidarity yeah. within suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also important for us to acknowledge that the Lord Jesus is not distant or far from mm-hmm. the suffering of humanity. I mean, that's one of the reasons, like, when you look at his heart as he exposes it for us, his heart is encircled by a crown of thorns. That did not feel good. Yeah. I mean, he knows the reality of suffering, but he, at the same time, he stands in solidarity with all of humanity that knows suffering well. And it, it, that's, um, you mentioned gratitude. I, you know, we all, if we can all think back to our grade school days, you know, and on the playground, mm-hmm. there were always best friends. There were always mm-hmm. best friends, you know, and I always like to say, gratitude and humility are best friends. Wherever you mm-hmm. see one, you'll always see the other. Mm-hmm. Gratitude and humility. And with so much suffering and so much unknown right now in the world and around us, whether it's in our home or in a relationship with a loved one or, in the government or the world, you know, the church, with so much uncertainty or unknown or suffering, um, when we strive to remain grateful and humble before the Lord, as you said, the blessings always become clear. And it doesn't, it doesn't wipe away the pain or the suffering, but the blessings enable us to take that next step toward the Lord, you know, on the way towards Him. Well, if people are listening and you want some additional uh, thoughts about the uh, enthronement of the Sacred Heart and the devotion. We do have a monthly newsletter, and you can go to our website, welcomeisheart.com. And it's beautiful. And it is. It's really very special. And this month we're featuring, uh, and Father has touched upon this, the third promise of the Sacred Heart. 
I will console them all their troubles. And I think, you know, for all of us, what better way than our Lord is reaching out and saying, I will console all of us in our troubles. And I know, Father, that does not mean that these troubles are going to go away, but it means what, Father, to help people understand by enthroning the gift that will help them navigate their troubles. Right. So, I mean, and if we say the devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, oftentimes people, if they've heard of that, or if they have even a remote familiarity with that devotion, they think of St. Margaret Mary, and they think of the conversations that took place between our Lord Jesus and St. Margaret Mary in the 1670s. But really, truth be told, that's just one chapter in a 2,000-year-long love story of the Lord loving humanity by giving his heart. Mm. But in the conversation between Jesus and St. Margaret Mary, um, there's the third promise. So like, the, his whole conversation with her is kind of broken down and summarized by 12 distinct promises he makes to humanity. And the third promise of you know, Jesus to St. Margaret Mary for the benefit of all of humanity is, I will console them in all their troubles. Well, like you said, Chuck, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to take it away. Now, sometimes the Lord will, in His grace, take away a pain or suffering, and sometimes He'll give us a different perspective to help us see the other side. Like Joanne mentioned earlier, we see the blessing that can come out of this. Um, And it's kind of like keeping your eyes on the cross on Calvary, but knowing that the Lord will come back from the dead in the emptiness of the tomb, the resurrection. I will console them in all their troubles. It's the third promise given by Jesus given by the Sacred Heart of Jesus to humanity. And once again, it touches on that reality of solidarity. The Lord will enter into the midst of our life, the reality of where we dwell, into our homes, you know, that place where we seek refuge, and sometimes that place that can become a prison. The Lord will enter into that place where we are, into our midst, and he will console us. Well, what does that mean? He embraces us. He walks with us. He literally is with, he's one with our soul. Um, as we experience that trouble, as we experience the cross. And it's a beautiful opportunity to consider that promise as we're in the midst of Lent. You know, we have an opportunity to console the heart of Jesus on the cross. We're able to be one with Him. But then hearing this promise, we understand that He wants to be one with us. So there is a mutual a mutual love that's supposed to arise within the heart that knows and the Father, heart of Jesus. don't you, uh, I mean, I'm saying what you, but... What I have found is the more I embrace the sacred heart of Jesus and ask him to take my heart and do that heart transplant, exchange it, heal it, you know, help it, renew it, then really I'm called to be a help to others. That it's not just about asking him to console me, then it seems like he also tells me to go out and console others. The other, the other couldn't just be, you know, the only place I really go is the grocery store. <laughs> but think of all <laughs> the people you see there. The checkout person happened to have a, a, a bad back mm. and was sort of stooping over. And, of course, I had a lot of groceries because I don't go to the grocery store very often. We had the most beautiful conversation about her arthritis and about just her job. And I I could tell at the end, just listening and just understanding 
in just affirming that she was holding down a job and she was doing her best and that the Lord loved her. That that was consoling. Yeah. Is I have been consoled so many, many times. And I think at this point I know we want to get into Saint Joseph, so there's two you know other announcements. Us? One uh, the Women's Day of Prayer and Reflection. You oh, can yeah. go to our website, welcomeisheart.com, and go on the Women's Day of Prayer and Reflection and hear the talks from the sisters, from the daughters of Holy Mary of the Heart of Jesus. And of Emily talks about, Emily Geminet talks about her book, uh, Secrets of the Sacred Heart. And this is really going to help you this year, 12 Ways to Claim Jesus' Promises in your life, and we have just missed one. And then the men had a conference. Go to catholicmensministry.com. And the focus was St. Joseph. So, Father, uh, I know the solemnity of St. Joseph is coming up, and I know that you caught, you really talked about that issue. Um, so why don't we get into St. Joseph? But before we do... I want to just remind you that you can go back if you miss these days of opportunity. They have been recorded. So if you've missed them, it's not like a one and done. And that's been another gift of uh, COVID. So, Father, lead us in St. Joseph. Why this is so important this month of March? Well, you know, the other day I shared with the faithful who came to Mass yesterday, um, that uh, in the morning, um, I, a couple of my brother priests had called me, and they wanted to do a conference call just to kind of check up on one another. It's been ages since we've seen each other. They seminary buddies, so you know, thirteen years removed now. And wow. so they're like, you know, so what's on your docket today? And I was like, well, you know, today's the day of the Eucharist. It's Thursday, and um, it's the month of Saint Joseph. It's the year of Saint Joseph. Last night, which was Wednesday night of this week, I said we had a special, you know, first Wednesday Mass for St. Joseph. And one of my brother priests goes, I swear you just make this stuff up. (laughs) I was like, I don't make this up. (laughs) He's like, you've been doing this stuff since seminary. You always make up something special for every day and every week. And it's like, what kind of family did you grow up with? I was like, a Catholic one. (laughs) Good job, Father. I know. I had to get my verbal assault in. You know, it's just defense among brothers. (laughs) But it's so true. You know, I am always shocked and surprised when, you know, you run into someone, you realize, just talking about like March, it's like, well, what's so special about March? It's cold. It's hot. You know, it's all four seasons in one day sometimes here in Ohio. It's like, yeah, but March is the month of St. Joseph. And they just kind of look at you and it's like, uh, you know, why? Well, because of the solemnity of St. Joseph. And if we think of just the beautiful example of St. Joseph, I mean, let's think about the domestic church. Let's think about married couples Let's think about those who have been open to life. Let's uh, those who are open to their neighbor. I mean, the domestic church is under incredible, mm. incredible stress and strain right now. So, as we're trying to keep our eyes focused on the Lord, or as we're trying to wrestle with allowing the Lord to come in, if we can look at someone who not only knew of Jesus, but he knew Jesus face to face, really before even you know we might say the Catholic Church began. I mean, St. Joseph was there in the domestic church. Um, He was there at the birth. He escorted Our Lady and Infant Jesus to Egypt, brought him up from Egypt, you know, took him to the temple in Jerusalem for all of the different feasts and solemnities. 
Saint Joseph, we may rightly intuit. I mean, Saint Joseph is the one who taught Jesus how to be a man. And when we think of how Jesus looks with incredible compassion and empathy towards those who suffer, you know, it's not just his divine heart, his sacred heart, which is responding, but think of how he communicated. Think of how he reached into the suffering of the life of, like, the widow who was burying her son, or with the attention he had towards Jairus when he was worried about his daughter being sick or dying. I mean, there's a human empathy and sympathy that our Lord Jesus would have learned at the feet of his foster father, St. Joseph. And when we think of all of the things going on in the world and we think about everything going on in the church, I mean, you can't, you just can't help but be filled with gratitude that we would have this year of St. Joseph from December 8th, 2020 to December 8th, 2021. And then now we're in the month of March, the month of St. Joseph, you know, and I, re- I totally understand that a lot of us are operating under a different way of life or a different pattern of life because of what's going on in the world. But that does not mean that we can't look with great excitement towards the solemnity of St. Joseph on March 19th and really, truly celebrate the gift of having a heavenly patron, a heavenly foster father in St. Joseph, helping us to see Jesus the way he saw Jesus. You know, and there's just so much, there's so much there to unpack and to make our own. Well, and, you know, one other thing I really appreciated is women could also tune in this year to the men's conference, which was so much about St. Joseph. And one of the, I believe, major attacks on the family is attack on masculinity, attack on who is the head of the family, and what does that really mean for a man. And St. Joseph is, I mean, it's like he is, he's got come to save the day. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To show, show us, you know, what true masculinity is and what true humility and protection and providing. And he is the role model that's really, you know, I'm named after St. Joseph, Joanne, and I, I really never thought much about him. I'm so glad that, at least in my life, he's come to the forefront in these times. Yeah. You know, Father, maybe this is, this is pretty recent within the Church's history of salvation, the last couple years. Is that correct? that really St. Joseph is becoming more and more the protector and provider that we need. To recognize. And being recognized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, his devotion kind of ebbs and flows, for sure. But I think whenever you see devotion to St. Joseph really become strong, really become strong, it's a grace given by the Lord Jesus Christ himself for us to acknowledge how much we can have, um, how much peace and how much security we can have when we learn from the example of St. Joseph, and definitely right now, the Lord is, you know, giving that grace so we can see with new eyes, uh, you know, he who is a, a very powerful intercessor and a very powerful protector and a very powerful provider, you know, and, and we who are here in the Diocese of Columbus, let us remember that our cathedral is named after St. Joseph, mm. St. Joseph's Cathedral, and we have a seminary that's under the special heavenly patronage of St. Joseph, the Josephinum. And, you know, the church in uh, Somerset, Ohio, St. Joseph's Church, it's very near where the very first Mass was offered in the state of Ohio, and the Dominican fathers and brothers who started, who really started preaching the Holy Faith here, 
Their mm. province is under the patronage of St. Joseph. So and we've got a lot of beautiful connections to this man wow. who doesn't say one word uh-huh. that is recorded in Scripture. Why do you think that was, Father? And probably because he was exhausted. I mean, look at everything he had to do. Poor thing. We're not talking to you know, God. You know, exactly. I mean, and let's think about it. I mean, we all joke about this. And I was in a family the other day visiting them. They're very good friends of mine. And, you know, the dad, the husband, he walks in. He's like, why do I get blamed for everything? I was like, because you are in the example of St. Joseph. You know, he lived with God and the Immaculata. So anything that wrong happened ended oh, up on true. his lap. You know? oh, he goes, yeah. I need to have no a devotion. To St. Joseph. You know? <laughs> but I think there's just so much relief there when you realize the humanity of one who loved and loved the Lord. Loved the Lord. And Father, in the newsletter, um, you wrote, should the Sacred Heart be present in our homes, in our lives, we then take the stance of St. Joseph as we wait upon the Lord. We, we welcome him into our lives, ever mindful that the power of the divine took flesh Mm. Indeed, even took a heart and dwells among us. Yeah. And St. Joseph was the first-hand witness, first eyewitness to that, you know, Mm. that God took flesh. Um, You know, Our Lady, one of the things I shared in the meditation, and it was really just a pure gift from the Holy Spirit, was, you know, Our Lady received the Lord through the Incarnation, through the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit, but St. Joseph was the first one to really wait for Jesus. Yeah, he waited for the birth. That. And when we wait for the coming of the Lord, we really are in the stance of St. Joseph. And like you know, you're like, okay, we need the Lord to come to this house. We need his grace. We need his peace. Well, between that moment and when the Lord brings it, you're waiting. So you're waiting with Joseph. And, and that preparation time absolutely. is so important. Absolutely. And, you know, we've made it more accessible, and with the, you know, redoing of the manual for busy times. But that doesn't mean you can't do it for a week. You can do it as long as as it works for you. But to prepare, to pray, to anticipate is really part of the grace. Yeah. And we've got so many resources now that we never had before yeah. that can help us learn more about St. Joseph, more about his love for the heart of Jesus, and more about the Lord himself. Now, I know, Father, we're going to also jump into the Annunciation of the Lord. Huge, huge feast. We all <laughs> we all love Christmas, but in truth be told, the Annunciation is bigger. <laughs> bigger. And yet it passes without anyone knowing. Yeah, because in the Annunciation, that's when God actually takes flesh. Mm. And this is so important because as a pro-life people, yeah. Annunciation, I mean, that's cake and ice cream, too. I mean, that is all right there, you know? Double ice cream. And praise God, it falls in Lent, so you I don't have to do your penance on it. that day. You know? that check? You know, in the words of Father Thomas Blau, skip the green beans and carrots and go straight to the dessert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he does say that a lot. <laughs> and I love to hear it. <laughs> but the Annunciation, and that's on March 25th, and of course, what happens nine months after March 25th? The birth. We celebrate the birth of the Lord. But let us keep in mind, I mean, at the Annunciation, that's when God takes flesh. That's when his life, his heart begins to beat among us in the womb of Our Lady. And as a pro-life people, this is of incredible importance, that life does not begin at birth. Life begins at conception. And God's presence starts to dwell among us at the Annunciation, in what we call the Incarnation, when God takes flesh. 
So it's, a, it's such a powerful day. It's an incredibly powerful day. And a lot of people tend to associate it with like Our Lady. They call it a Marian day. Our Lady of the Annunciation, St. Mary of the Annunciation, of course, St. Gabriel uh, appears. So it's a special day, a powerful day for St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. But it's the day that we celebrate God taking flesh. It's huge in the life of the church, and yet so relatively unknown, you know? Well, Father, thank well, we're going to help make it be known, Father. That's yeah, ring your up. bell. <laughs> and, I, and I love this, when the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, Absolutely. for you have found favor with God. Yeah. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call him Jesus. Mm-hmm. And from that conversation, from that conversation, you know, we learn the one word we know for sure. I was just talking about this with Father Stephen at St. Patrick's yesterday. The one word we know for sure that St. Joseph would have said, and that oh, is the, that? Jesus, because St. Joseph is the one who had to name him. Oh. And so we know that Joseph said one word for sure, and we know that word, and it was Jesus, the name of the Lord. Oh. Well, that's beautiful. I never thought about that. Well, I know, Father, we're coming to an end of the session oh, one. No. Not the big end, though. Oh. Only the end of the first half. Oh. <laughs> so, I'm and we have not even mentioned a Franciscan at this point, either. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sure one will work their way in next half. <laughs> they always do. <laughs> so, as we bring to a close this first segment of the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, we invite all of you who are joining us now to bring to a close this first segment by praying the Daily Covenant Prayer. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you in the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Amen. Amen. Hello, I am Bishop Robert Brennan. These days, every parish will be participating in the Diocesan-Wide Disciple Maker Index survey between now and March 22nd. This nationally recognized survey has been administered at parishes around the United States and Canada since 2013. Every parish in the Diocese of Columbus, as part of our Real Presence, Real Future planning process, will participate in this survey during Lent. The results from our parish survey will not only be used for information and planning for each individual parish, but will also be included in the national results which track trends, growth, and church-related opportunities nationwide. You can take the survey online at catholicleaders.org slash Columbus DMI, or by way of a paper copy available at your parish through March 22nd. This is an exciting time for all of our parishes, and I hope you will participate. Sometimes God doesn't change your problems because he's trying to use your problems to change you. Maybe he doesn't remove that obstacle to your goals because he loves you way too much to give you what you want, and he wants you to change your goals. Maybe nothing's working as you planned because God doesn't like your plan. I pray many times, okay, Lord, I give up. To which I can almost hear him reply, finally, I've been trying to get you to do that for so long. We tend to blame our problems on everyone else. It's not me, it's my boss. The weather, my husband. The monthly payment on that car I shouldn't have bought because I can't afford it. (laughs) You know, I almost never hear people say, Chris, I think I need to just change myself. 
So I want to propose this. Maybe, just maybe, the main thing standing between you and your peace of mind is you. How far does God have to push for you to say, Okay, Lord, I give up. Let's try things your way. How about we change me to obtain the peace that I'm dreaming about? Send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Joining you live from the studios here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, this is Father Stosh Daly. And on the phone lines, I'm joined by my worthy teammates, Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning! As we enter into the second segment of the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of March, a month dedicated to St. Joseph, we invite our listeners to join us in our prayer to the Sacred Heart. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessing on all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Chuck and Joanne, we covered so much territory in the last segment. Here um, we go again. We're talking about (laughs) assisting those wanting to promote, live out the devotion of the Sacred Heart. And this is your closing sentence in the newsletter. There is not a single good reason why a disciple should not enthrone or renew the Sacred Heart of Jesus now, today, or at least on First Friday, or the next Sunday, or the feast day of the Sacred Heart, or at some point during this month. Mm-hmm. And I know, Father, you believe that there's not a good reason. No, not at all. And I thought about it for a while, and I was like, you know what, there might be the, you know, maybe they want to do that. No, there's no good reason. You know, it, it just, we need the Lord now more than we ever have before in our lived memory. You know, I, I was thinking, Father... Before COVID, you know, just now during this past year, I've reflected on opportunities, opportunities lost, Mm. that had I known and had we known that we would be literally pretty much in our home for one year, what would I have done differently? Mm. Who would I have visited? Who would we had, you know, invited over? or made that effort, you know, face-to-face, or just made an effort, what would you have done differently? So we don't know how many days we have left, even on this earth. We don't know about opportunities. But there is an opportunity right now to enthrone your home and to just welcome Jesus. Just do it. Just let those graces flow. And take that opportunity because, you know, it's here. It's now. Yeah, and it's really never been easier before. Yeah. You know, you go to welcomehisheart.com and everything is, everything's right there before you on the Spelled website. Out. Yep. Yeah, it's very easy. And I know, Father, we, we also, just for those tuning in, uh, you can uh, go to the women's uh, website, uh, well, or no, the welcomehisheart.com website, Go to the Women's Day of Prayer and Reflection, 
and hear the talk again, my sisters. Oh, they were wonderful. Really helping all of us to answer that one question that we're, I know we repeat, the why. The why and what this is about and how to go about it. So that's one way. And I know, Father, we talked about St. Joseph. And I, I was thinking when I was listening to the men's conference, I was thinking, well, it's important for St. Joseph, but what trumps St. Joseph is the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Now, it's Jesus. It's true, yeah. Hmm. I thought, no, I could be wrong. I'm not a... I don't uh, think they're in competition. No. <laughs> but I Coming around the past, Sacred Heart passes St. Joseph. <laughs> Where's Our Lady? Our Lady's in the mix. To enthrone <laughs> and let the family then, and the, certainly the man, be more in tune to St. Joseph to be the provider and protector and the teacher and uh, all th- and and the leader because that's what we need in families today and the sacred heart leads us to Joseph and Joseph helps us understand what it is uh, to be men today and to follow Jesus no it's very true and i mean any devotion to saint joseph will ultimately culminate in a beautiful devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus and that's that's true for all the saints I mean, any particular, any um, singular devotion to any saint or Our Lady will ultimately bring us back to the heart of Jesus, or bring us to, I should say. Well, I know, Father, we're in the second session, and I know we have a lot of special feast days in the month, but I, I, I do think for an audience that just maybe tuned in, any thoughts again about St. Joseph's feast day on the 19th? or on the 25th, the Annunciation. Well, here's a couple of things to just consider. Um, When people want to go deeper in their faith, I always encourage them, live the life of the Church Mm. and be attentive to the life of the Church. You know, on March 19th and then on March 25th, we have two special days that we call Solemnities. Those are feasts of the highest rank. So, like the Gloria will be said or sung at those masses, and the priest won't be wearing purple of Lent. He'll be wearing a white vestment or a gold vestment, something a little bit more precious, something a little bit more special. And the life of the liturgy, the life of the church, should really be reflected in how we live at home or how we live uh, throughout the day on that day, living in union with the church. You know, live Not the life of the church. Day, huh? Well, if you're a person of St. Patrick's, it'll be a solemnity, but the rest of us can't all fit in there, so you can call it our parish on that day. But no, it's not a solemnity for everybody, but it is a special feast for so Mm -hmm. many. Um, But it's not on the same ranking as, like, uh, you know, uh, the Foster Father St. Joseph, his big day, and then the Annunciation, of course, on the 25th. So, I mean, just think now, think now of something special you can do in your home or among your friends, among your family, uh, to celebrate those two huge days. And then to just be grateful for the gift of our holy Catholic faith, which gives us something all the time to consider and learn from God's incredible love for us. Well, and I think that you make a great point, and that is why it's really important and special to maybe carve out a place in your home. Uh, You know, we talk about May altars for Mary during May, but we have framed pictures of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart, but there's no reason why you can't have a statue of St. Joseph 
and on those days, put a little flower in it. Yeah. Have a place where you can go and pray that when you know when you're there, it's almost like there's like a, a trigger to say, this is, my, this is the place where I pray. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. helps so much to enter in. Like when you enter into church, you know it's a time for Jesus. Well, our home, you know, is a domestic church. And having those holy reminders, having that place to go, I know it's really made a difference for Chuck and I. And I know, Father, <laughs> as we journey that this month is packed, because not only do we have the Feast of St. Joseph and we have Annunciation, but then we get into Palm Sunday. Yes. You know, and then that leads us into Holy Week. So, I mean, it, it, living the present moment now by opening up your life, your heart, your home to the Sacred Heart will really bring a new depth of significance and importance to Palm Sunday and Holy Week. I mean, I, I just, I've been encouraging the parishioners at Holy Family, whether they're parishioners on Sunday or whether they're the people who come to pray the daily Mass during the weekdays, it's like, let's start preparing ourselves now with a true spirit of penance and prayer uh, and almsgiving so that when Holy Week comes, we're prepared yeah. and we've got the strength, you know, because Holy Week takes energy. And for people, you know, this is a Friday. Um, again, the church asks us to give something up uh, in reparation um, for our Lord. And uh, so, and even this is like not only uh, to give something up, but First Friday. Why, Father, is First Friday so important? And that is today, March the 5th. Right. So I think if we go back to just remembering that every day of the week is set aside to something special. So like on Sunday, it's the resurrection. On Monday, it's praying for the souls in purgatory. On Tuesday, it's venerating the holy angels. Every Wednesday, we remember St. Joseph. On Thursday, it's the Holy Eucharist, the gift of the Holy Eucharist and the priesthood. And then on Friday, it's the passion and suffering, the death of our Lord on the cross. Saturday, it's the Blessed Virgin Mary. Now, there's all kinds of beautiful connections between having every day of the week set aside for a special commemoration or veneration. But when the Lord was very clear in speaking to St. Margaret Mary, he said, on the first Friday of the month, as opposed to all of the other Fridays where you consider my death and my sacrifice, on the first Friday, consider my love, consider my mercy, On all of the other Fridays of a month, we consider how much the Lord suffered and how much he experienced out of love for us. But on the first Friday, he wants us to sacrifice ourselves to him. Rather than considering his sacrifice for us, on the first Friday, we make a sacrifice to him for his sacred heart, for the suffering that he experienced. So it's like the Lord pulls the first Friday of the month out just so that we can start over, basking in love and mercy by sacrificing the graces we receive in Mass or confession or holy hour, we offer those up, we make a sacrifice of them in reparation for the sins committed against our Lord Jesus Christ, and especially His Sacred Heart. You know, if you think about how many times you've heard on radio or TV or in print the name of our Lord taken in vain, or if you think about people who want nothing to do with him, or they insult him or attack him or his holy church, we have an opportunity on the first Friday to consider the incredible love and mercy that pours forth from his heart, his sacred and divine heart, 
and to make a reparation for all of those sins committed against him. So it's kind of like the Lord just takes the first Friday and says, use this as the starting point when you enter into all the other Fridays. You know, just a good starting wow, point. Wow, that is beautiful, Father. And also, I think this would be a great time. They really get a double uh, on the promises. We talked about the third promise, um, which is he's going to console us in our troubles. And then also each month we talk about the twelfth promise. Mm-hmm. And, I, and what, do you have it, Joanne? No, I, I was just going to say that I really recommend getting the new book, the Secrets of the Sacred Heart, because it's a current book. And there's so much research that's gone into that book, but it really helps us to understand the promises today and the language of today and the, the depth of the promises and the love that sometimes we need to go deeper and we need to really do a little reading, do a little meditation because, as you say, Father, uh, wow, that is beautiful. And the more we understand, the more we can love, the more we can practice. And again, as we talk about certain feast days and special days to set aside in March, we've got to really talk about St. Patrick, Father. <laughs> yeah! Oh, glorious St. Patrick. Although I'm a German. <laughs> it's true. Well, and keep in mind, I mean, think of the suffering that St. Patrick experienced in his life. Mm. You know, being kidnapped and made a slave, and then he got yeah. away. And then, after he was ordained, he went back to the very people who had him as a slave. I mean, talk about an incredible missionary and apostle wow. of mercy. And, of course, you know... Um, it gives us an opportunity to consider his life of penance, his life of prayer. I, I mean, oftentimes the image we have of St. Patrick uh, doesn't really match the, the potency of his faith, the fervency of his prayer, and the penitential way of life he led. I mean, he led, this was St. Patrick is an individual who was totally all in. There was nothing set aside for anyone else or anything else. I mean, this man, Patrick, he gave his whole life to the Lord and to the gospel. And he even went back you know, to Ireland to make sure that the people he met there, while he was you know, enslaved, he went back there because he wanted to make sure they knew the Lord and they would love the Lord. I heard a priest say, challenge, he said, and he drove the snakes out, which is a you know, symbol for the evil one. What snakes are in your home? Mm. What snakes do you need to drive out in your home? And I thought, wow, that is interesting. Yeah. You know, this is your territory. And there, you know, there are snakes that you need to say out. It's true. You know, Father, when we did our enthronement, it was back in 1990. Oh, yeah. And quite <laughs> frankly, being a convert, I, I didn't know anything about this. All I know is <laughs> I Father like, We're Joe. We're going to do this. Father Joe Lau says, "You know, would you be interested in having your home and throne?" And I said, "Sure, Father." <laughs> but what, what I learned is at the end, what Joanne just talked about. <laughs> he, after we enthroned and went through the ceremony and put Jesus as our King, brother, and friend, head of our household. He goes to the front door, not just standing there, but he actually goes to the front door, <laughs> opens the front door, and says, Now, Satan, out of this house. 
Yeah, and, and you yeah. cannot come here. And what did I say? I didn't know he was here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, so I think for everybody, this he, is... I think it, he looked at me like, well, you're the last one to know it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there is, there is so truth to that, Father. Yeah, is, it's is true. We need our homes to become holy vessels yeah. today. No, absolutely. I mean, we, and because of everything going on in the world, you know, we've all realized that our home really has to be a place of peace. Yeah. You know, because we might get stuck there for a little while. And it can't be just a place where we go and crash at night. It has to be a place of refuge and peace where we can truly be at prayer, you know, and uh, to make sure the Lord is, like Chuck mentioned, such an important way to put it, king, brother, and friend. That's what the enthronement does. We acknowledge the Lord Jesus as king, brother, and friend through his heart, bringing his heart present into the home. And I know with going back to St. Patrick, uh, right at the end, this is a quote from him, Christ before me, this really touched me, Christ before me, Christ behind me, Christ within me, Christ beneath me, Christ above me. I mean, it's we need to circle ourselves with Jesus, and no better way to do that than to enthrone. And for all those that have enthroned, Father, let's just spend a couple minutes and talk about why the renewal of the enthronement is important. Well, it keeps it alive. You know, I mean, you don't just say to your spouse, I love you on the day of your wedding. You say it every day, as many times as you need to, as you have to, as you want to, to keep it alive. And it's not something that should be forced. It's something that should be natural. And when we renew the enthronement, it keeps it from being that one and done. Like, oh, yeah, we checked off that box, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. No, no, this is a lived reality. The enthronement of the Lord, is, it needs to be a lived reality. And, you know, right now, our diocese here in Columbus, we're participating in this uh, initiative, Real Presence, Real Future. And, of course, everyone's being encouraged to participate in a survey through their local parish. Well, Truth be told, I mean, what we're asking people to do is to renew their faith in the Lord, to keep their faith alive. And when we encourage on this Sacred Heart Hour the renewal of the enthronement, we're just saying keep it a lived reality. Keep the faith, keep your love for the Lord's Sacred Heart a lived reality. Not something of the past and not something you're going to put off into the future, but you know, a reality that you live right now. And, Father, you say when the Lord comes in, uh, you know, he can often rearrange the furniture. (laughs) And while that's happening, it can be a little messy. And, you know, as you journey with the Lord, you know, one thing that we are sharing now is just a simple little sentence, is that he reveals so he can heal. That's true. And sometimes, you know, often what is being revealed sometimes is difficult, but it's because he wants to heal. And if we keep that in mind, and if we journey through and lean on the promises, we will come out in the end better. We will come out renewed. We will come out closer to his heart. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we've seen it so many times in our own home, and sometimes you really don't see it at the moment, but looking back, you can see, you can see the hand of the Lord yeah. in revealing and healing, and it's an ongoing process. 
you know, also, Father, what I, I have gotten some, I've been consoled a little bit, is we're going through the Bible in a year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Father Mike Smith. And we're, we're, we're still in Genesis. We're a little bit behind everybody. We didn't start it until a little bit later. But I was, when, when he said, you know, this whole area right now we're in, it, you know, it, all I can say is it was messy what was going on. <laughs> and I think of the households today. If you have messiness, you know, that's why you need Jesus. Don't run from Jesus. Run to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do it is to enthrone your home. And if you want a missionary there, we can have a missionary there. If you want to do it by yourself, you can do it by yourself. Or on the phone. Or on the phone. Missionary, A missionary can help you. But just do it. And I go back, may his soul rest in peace, Mark Zimmer, a year ago at ALS. And I know, Father, we visited Mark and witnessed the enthronement, you and I and Joanne and others. But I thought what was interesting for Mark, and I always carry it with me, is when I asked Mark, would you be interested, this is a couple weeks before, he said, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Just why not? Why not? Why wouldn't I be interested? It wasn't like he was questioning, why not? Why wouldn't I want to do it? Yeah, exactly. No, he he definitely had an open heart and open mind to the Lord. Well, and I also want to put a plug in for the newsletter to just sign up people that maybe have not signed themselves up. Friends of yours, get your directory out and just sign them up and then tell them, you know, I signed you up for this newsletter. And if you don't like it, you can always unsubscribe. But it has so many great articles and meditations and feast days, and it will come to your email. So, you know, I I enjoy it, and I get a lot out of it, and I think you would, too. I've done that with some of my friends, and they've really appreciated it, but I know they would not have done it on their own. So go to welcomeisheart.com, welcomeisheart.com. As Father mentioned, there's a lot of good information in there, and there are some special videos. Oh, it's beautiful. We always have to plug the videos yes. with Father Scott yes. Daly. And uh, what a gift that is, Father. Thank you. And then, as Joanne mentioned, uh, go in there and register for the newsletter. I hear the reflections of the sisters uh, last week at the Women's Day of, of Prayer and Reflection. Uh, you can hear tremendous talks. Uh, and you can also go back to the archives and hear any of these programs. Uh, so it's loaded, but as Joanne said, at least start with a newsletter and go to Welcome His Heart. What videos are those? On the, yeah. on the website, what videos? Oh, you'll have to go and find out, Father. <laughs> I, I, we, Maybe I won't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, I thought <laughs> you, you had signed off on those videos, Father. Oh, oh this is the enthronement? The enthronement videos. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're still using those. <laughs> okay. Just back to, the basic. <laughs> back to the basic. Oh, there we are. Yeah. And uh, so forth. So this, in closing, I know we got a couple minutes, Father. Just again, powerful month, the month of March. And just recap with our listeners why this month is important and maybe what the action plan could be. Absolutely. Well, we're in the month of March, and so this month is designated by Holy Mother the Church as a month of special veneration and honor for St. Joseph. 
the foster father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the spouse of Our Lady. But he's got the, so many beautiful titles, and the title that this year we're meditating on is the Guardian of the Redeemer. So he's the guardian of the Redeemer. And so for those of our listeners who, you know, you admit Jesus is king, brother, and friend, you know, he is your Redeemer. You strive for union with him. Well, think of how St. Joseph is not only the guardian of Jesus, but St. Joseph is also the guardian of those who are one with Jesus. St. Joseph is your guardian. So in this month of St. Joseph, in this year of St. Joseph, we have a beautiful, powerful opportunity to follow the example of Joseph in preparing our home for the Lord, uh, and preparing the way for the Lord, and waiting for the Lord. And so we ask for St. Joseph's intercession that for the homes that have already acknowledged Jesus Christ as king, brother, and friend, that they would renew and be blessed and protected. And for those who have not, that they would be open through the powerful intercession of St. Joseph to welcoming the heart of Jesus into their lives, into their homes, and enthroning the heart of Jesus as king, brother, and friend. Such a beautiful way, following the example of St. Joseph in this month dedicated to him, uh, in this year of St. Joseph, which runs till December 8th, 2021, uh, this year dedicated to St. Joseph, and especially asking St. Joseph, the patron saint of the Universal Church, to pray for the whole Church throughout the world, that she may be purified and strengthened in her fidelity to the Lord, the living God. And you know, Father, those who have enthroned and who have received the graces, which is everybody, to share, you know, to just share their story. And on the newsletter, there are stories of graces received and, mm, and yeah. you know, really even miracles happen. Yeah. But really, sometimes the very best way is the way of invitation and to just don't keep it, you know, under a bushel basket. The graces you have received, the peace you have received, the help, share it with others. Invite them to also, not just on the radio and, you know, through a newsletter, but that personal invitation. Just pick one person, one person a week or really one person a day, and, uh, you know, share your story. In this, uh, the last minute we have with each other, let's uh, renew our love for the Lord as we draw to a close this hour of the Sacred Heart. Most kind Jesus, we humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In you we have full and entire confidence. May the Holy Spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and our trials and in our works. And grant us to know thee better, to love thee more, and to serve thee without faltering. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820 on WVSG Columbus and FM88.3 WSGR, New Boston, Portsmouth.